When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Low Tallest, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. To keep the music flowing, we'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. Consequence Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Spark Parade, where I geek out with artists and entertainers about their cultural spark of inspiration. I'm Adam Unz at Spark Parade on all social media. Thanks so much for joining me. How the hell are you? Uh, no matter what your answer is to that question, your day is about to get a hell of a lot better. Um, I told you that I am finishing the year with a bang, and I wasn't lying. This is the last Spark Parade episode of 2021, and it's a really special one for me. Enough suspense. My guest today is Charlatan's frontman, Tim Burgess. What is my life? And if that weren't exciting enough, he spoke to me about his Spark, which is one of my all-time faves, Twin Peaks. Insane, right? This is one of those times where I feel like I am really lucky to do this job. Um, Tim was so lovely, and I had so much fun chatting with him. Talking to one of your musical faves about one of your uh, televisual faves is a pretty great feeling. You should try it sometime. But seriously, this is such a fun one, so let's just dive right in. Quick Tim facts. Tim Burgess is a singer-songwriter, musician, and label owner best known as the lead singer for The Charlatans. In addition to his work with The Charlatans, Tim has had a highly successful solo recording career, collaborated with artists including Saint Etienne and The Chemical Brothers, and written several books. His latest book, The Listening Party, is a print version of his pandemic-era events, during which he hosted real-time album playbacks via Twitter. He was joined by such musical luminaries as Paul McCartney, Kylie Minogue, Michael Kiwanuka, and many others. Uh, this year also saw the release of A Head Full of Ideas, a career-spanning box set celebrating the Charlatans' 30th anniversary. Quick Twin Peaks facts. Twin Peaks is an American mystery horror drama television series created by David Lynch and Mark Frost. It premiered in April of 1990 and ran for two seasons until its cancellation in 1991. In the years following its release, the show gained a devoted cult following and has been referenced in a wide variety of media. The first two seasons were followed by the film Twin Peaks Firewalk With Me in 1992, and after a 25-year hiatus, it returned for a third season on Showtime in 2017. Twin Peaks is often listed among the greatest television series of all time and has received universal acclaim from critics and audiences. It is considered a landmark turning point in television drama. And there you have it. Are you ready for the good stuff? I know you are. So let's just get to it. Here comes my chat with Tim Burgess about Twin Peaks. The first question is always, do you remember becoming aware of Twin Peaks for the first time? 
I do. Um, so before before Twin Peaks started, um, I went to see Blue Velvet at the, the uh, Notting Hill Gate Cinema in in, in London, mm-hmm. and they sort of like they you know they specialize in sort of in, uh, you know um, I suppose like European sort of art cinema really, but. Uh, this came on and and I went to see it with with my girlfriend and um, I absolutely loved it. Then in 1991, I think it was, it was 91, um, we toured America and um, I, I, you know, I was laughing at the fact that David Lynch was making a TV show. It was flipping fantastic. Just the whole concept of it was hilarious uh, because after Blue Velvet, I, I went and watched The Razorhead and all, you know, all these other stuff, uh, Alphabet and um grandmother and all that kind of stuff but um so uh, i i i managed to check into a hotel room and sort of like go through all the channels and and um and and the first thing i saw was a crow and and a zoom in on the eye which i remember i think they found you know um a cabin in the woods uh which is a you know a, just a beautiful scene and there's you know then all of the all of the members, uh, the agents, all kind of like lined up in, in, in a row. It was like the funniest sort of like scene. And I just thought, oh my God, this is just just as good as it could ever be. And then, you know, that was the only uh, show I saw um, because I was touring. And so as soon as I got home, I bought the box set, that basically, and uh, and just watched it around at my mum and dad's house because I still live with my mum and dad. <laughs> <laughs> or I was at that point. Um, and uh, yeah, and I remember just like driving my mom and dad insane with the theme music, you know, just like one after the other, one after the other, one after the other, one after the other. Yeah. Did did they watch it with you at all? Uh, no, I don't think so. No. <laughs> yeah. My my parents actually did watch it with me. Oh, and, wow. um, oh nice. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I saw it when it was originally on TV. And it's like it is it's not just amazing to me thinking of a director as like uh, revered, but also weird as David Lynch deciding to make TV yeah. at that time. Cause it was like not, you know, TV and film were very separate and TV was like the exactly, you know, place exactly. where people go to die. Um, yeah. but making a TV show, but also the fact that it was like enormously popular was the number one show when it started here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And also something that was like on terrestrial telly, it wasn't, you know, how it is now where there's all these streaming services and there's, you know, whatever HBO and Showtime, these you know premium networks that have the power to just put whatever they want can give people complete artistic freedom. It was like a very narrow band um, that yeah. you know, pr- narrow parameters that people had to work within and having yeah, something cool. this fucking insane that yeah. was just like nothing else that had ever been on, on TV was pretty amazing. It was pretty amazing. And, um, you know, we loved it in the UK. And, uh, you know, I found it, you know, I just found it just, uh, I don't know, it just kept my mind alive, you know, when the, and everything else then became, seemed to become mundane, you know? Mm. Yeah. And it just kind of the stuff that came after it, you know, people say like the X-Files was made possible. I mean, this X-Files is much more straightforward than this was, but um, yeah, yeah, those kinds of big TV events that oh, yeah, still had a bit wild, of... wild Palms, was it? Is this that wild yeah, Palms? yeah, yeah. Um, all of that kind of stuff that, uh, you know, there were a lot of direct uh, pretenders, but also shows that were just kind of influenced by it afterwards. Yeah. And it did just open the the door to weird stuff um, happening on TV in a way that it hadn't before. 
Um, and coming in a period where, you know, I think David Lynch, uh, Blue Velvet was just before this and then he made Wild at Heart during Twin Peaks. Um, so, you know, a, a lot of amazing stuff like high points in his career all happening at the same time yeah yeah pretty pretty exactly yeah Uh, the uh, beginning of the lynch mob is that right (laughs) (laughs) exactly um i've been reading a lot uh of stuff about twin peaks in in preparation for this and the number of okay okay yeah (laughs) the number of lynch puns you know uh, a real linchpin you know just like uh, (laughs) exhausting (laughs) um but yeah, also like something that kind of combined all that weird stuff with elements of very straightforward, like, you know, police procedurals and kind of soap opera stuff and this, you know, like small town story, but in the most fucked up way, like turning all those things on their head, but also yeah. like not being snotty, not being like uh, looking down on all of the uh, genres that he was taking stuff from. Like he really liked all of those things. And yeah, um, he's just such an earnest guy as well. You know that it's not anything cynical. Like he makes everything that he puts out, he actually believes in and he's not trying to like be clever. Demean, demean it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. He'll be clever, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think it was a great combination, you know, a great combination between the two of them. You know, I, I read that they, you know, had a fun time coming up with all the ideas and a lot of it was off the off the hoof, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like just they were right. They were writing on set, you know, which is just, you know, fantastic to uh, to be aware of um, that, you know, they were so excited and caught up in the moment that they could do all that. You know, it was just, it was just brilliant. The first the first season, especially, you know. Oh, I like I like the second season too, but I think he was a bit, little bit preoccupied, wasn't he, with uh, with Wild at Heart by by all uh, accounts. Although, you know, I wouldn't like to um, you know digress from Twin Peaks, but yeah, no, but I mean, it's uh, digression is very welcome here, so I don't worry about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I think all of that, um, uh, you know, the first season was really solid everyone kind of can agree on that the second season was maybe a little bit uneven and then the end is just amazing again but it's also about him kind of relinquishing control other people getting involved um and it's great it's great to involve other people isn't it it's great to involve other people it's like it sort of like shows that things are kind of like spreading out and all that kind of thing but to rein it all in at the end and sort of like you know do his his ending was amazing and and you know the film um kind of had all that as well and then you know, the return, if it's called the mm-hmm. return, I don't know whether it is or not, but, um, you know, had all that as well. You know, that was a combination of everything really that he's ever done, I think. But Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that the initial series having more weird stuff, more uh, kind of pushing the boundaries of what could be shown on TV at that time. And then the movie giving him more freedom, but because it was, yeah. you know, whatever, 30 years ago. Um, there were still, again, certain parameters that he had to work within. And then the third season, just being able to do exactly what he wanted, having complete creative control and directing every episode, which he didn't do for the other seasons of Twin Peaks. Yeah, it's true. So just like pushing everything to the most, you know, you can see much more of like the Eraserhead style, like super abstract David Lynch stuff, which I absolutely fucking loved. Um, I I was like- so excited for 
that to come out and you know being someone who's like obsessed with twin peaks forever thinking that yeah, nothing yeah, yeah. was ever gonna happen with it again and um that whole build up where he like quit for a while and then came back and it was, it was just like it was teasing just fantastic yeah i mean yeah I, I, that, that was a long wait it was a long way and I'm, I'm waiting for another um you know season two but um you know not season two. I'm, I'm waiting for another season, uh, or, or you know, yeah. or another a bunch of episodes. I should have said. Yeah, the rumor is that he's making some other TV show with Netflix, and people were thinking that was going to be more Twin Peaks for a while. But I think it's something different. Oh, um, that's a shame. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see what he does, no matter what. Yeah, I'm so. excited. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited to see. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I am. Um, I'm fan of everything he's done. Um, you know, I am. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, just getting into kind of the specifics of the storytelling um all of these characters i I mean uh, outside of you know having this story that i think maybe was initially designed as a way to pull in a wider audience like having this you know who killed laura palmer central mystery that people could focus on that people became obsessed with um and then eventually you know having laura palmer still being kind of the nucleus of the whole world but being able to just like expand out into other things um i know pre- i know i mean um that that you know the very last scene uh you know the, you know what year is it and all that i mean it's just the whole i don't know i mean is he just going around in a circle like an an unbroken sort of like circle of, of life he can never escape it you know yeah Cooper. yeah yeah you know? and you know um are we all <laughs> yeah, yeah you know do it, you just come come back in another dimension and do exactly the same thing or but you know slightly different yeah definitely uh more questions than I think answers met, I think. The, the, yeah more questions than answers and i mean it's, it's it's weird because um you know i'm a meditator and and uh, I, I meditated partly because of david lynch and you know partly because of the maharishi uh and, and the beatles as well but i don't know i mean i've been doing it now for about 10 years and so obviously I wasn't doing that when I first watched uh, uh, the, uh, the, you know, seasons one and two, but watching season three and being a meditator, I kind of like felt all, all of it as being a meditator. It's mad. Mm. Like the, a deeper understanding or uh, a stillness that was involved in it that, you know, was really exaggerated. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and um, you know, the whole thing about Cooper not not coming out and uh, uh, you know uh, uh, until the very end it's just magic really i mean uh, frustrating and um you know made made some people angry but uh just i i thought it was really fascinating just the the length of time that anyone could push something to and he's done that you know in you know firewalk with me and he's done it in lost highway and all that kind of stuff but this was just like really oh my god i don't think anyone's ever done anything like it yeah ever Time for a quick break, because somebody's got to keep the lights on around here. But we'll be right back. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
Yeah. And just uh, one of the things that makes me respect him so much is that, you know, I don't think there's ever been anything that he's done that there ha- he's had fan expectations because this is the only thing that's had a continuation. Um, but the fan expectations for the third series were huge and people were yeah. really wanting more of what they'd already experienced. And he was just like, no, I'm going to tell this story the way that I want to. And yeah, yeah, I, like, I, I get people being frustrated by that, but I think people who are fans of his other work understand what yeah. he, you know, that it wasn't going to be as straightforward as it was before. And like, just thinking about, um, the eighth episode, the, uh, you know, atom bomb one in black and white, yeah. that's just like, yeah, so, so, so incredible. Um, just like and, really and all, pushing all, the format. Also, oh, sorry, go on. Sorry. Uh, no, no, no. There's, there's, go ahead. There's, there's slightly, like, I was thinking also about the, you know, the sickness uh, one, you know, where the, the car horns go in and the, you know, the kid's sick in the front seat and Bobby's there and it's like, you know, and Shelly was there and it was like so alien from their world when they were kids, you know, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? But it's just like, you know, life goes on and it seems to get worse and worse. <laughs> right, right. Um, and just throwing in all that stuff in like, you know, like you were saying, like having Agent Cooper take forever to actually properly appear that it's just you know kyle mclaughlin kind of uh almost in a coma for the first yeah. like three quarters of the the season but um yeah yeah and th- then the payoff is worth it and and all of it that really other is. stuff it's like that uh i think uh david lynch has a a really good balance always between serious uh sometimes scary sometimes gross uh disturbing stuff and very lighthearted, almost silly stuff. Um, but the balance is perfect. It's not like you feel like he's it's it's jarring to be thrown in different directions. It all works really well. Yeah. Yeah. I also you you've seen uh Firewalk with me? Yes. Yes, yeah. I have. Yeah. Uh, many, many times, you know. I mean, and lo- loved it a lot more than uh, everyone get it gave me credit for. Um and it grows every time, every time I watch it, I just enjoy it. You know, the, it's certainly one of the best scenes ever is like, you know, when uh, one arm Mike is sort of shouting, at, you know, um, Laura's dad and Laura in the car park and the dog's barking and the, you know, the older ladies try to cross the road and Mike speeds up and, you know, it's just, it's just like, just one of the, you know, one of the most amazing it's a cinema ever i think for me yeah and you know i i think took quite a long time for people to really appreciate it at least broadly um but having that kind of backstory and having giving uh cheryl lee the focus because you know she was in the whole series but as kind of just uh dropping in occasionally like wasn't the focus of everything else and i think she's an amazing actor as well um, yeah, she really is. She really is. And nobody knew that, did they, really? I mean, you know, and he, he, even David Lynch kind of like learned along the way of how important she was going to be. I don't think he, he knew straight away, but, you know, he gave her a role as Maddie. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, uh, and she died as well. And then, yeah, the, the prequel just kind of like, yeah, it was all her. Yeah. yeah. And she was brilliant. And- um, incredible performance, really. Yeah. And even in uh, the the third series, she, you know, doesn't have as much to do, but just those little yeah. flashes of her are 
incredible. She also, uh, initially she was just like a local, you know, where, wherever they were filming at the time in, in Oregon or Washington state. Um, she lived nearby and was just going to be an extra as a body. And then her role just kind of expanded from there. So I don't think she had any real acting experience experience. And, um, just imagining. He likes that, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, being able to like find people and keep them in his uh, network of of artists that he works with. Um, you know, I read like, that. Uh, um, I read that uh, Krista Krista Bell um, mm-hmm. uh, I was offered the part, and she said, "Oh, I'll have to brush up on my acting because I used to act, uh, you know, a long time ago." And he said, "Don't bother." You know. Yeah. Yeah. There was something like I. I um, lived in London for a long time. And yeah, just before I left London, there was some Twin Peaks convention that I didn't oh, go wow, to. Oh, wow, wow, um, wow. Oh, wow. But uh, uh, my husband and some of my friends went to it and it was like... I think I remember that, actually. Was it, what, like four or five years ago or something like that? Or This was probably like 11, 10 or 11 years ago. Oh, um, okay. Um, right, yeah. right. I mean, I think they do still do them quite regularly. But oh, um, <laughs> th- uh, this was when, you know, nobody had any idea of a third series. And I think oh, wow. uh, okay. Christabel was, no, she wasn't part of it. Um, it was the log lady was there and Julie Cruz. And yeah, all of these people. So like thinking about everyone who's involved with this, who's kind of been able to make, uh, if not a career, like have this lasting um, influence and be able to just like turn up places and make people really happy by their yeah. presence alone yeah. um, because so yeah. many people are so obsessed with this. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Kimmy Robertson, yeah. you know, she, 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 I bet she does a good job at the conventions. Yeah. Yeah. All of those, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, supporting people, everybody like, uh, Andy, all, all of those people yeah. working in the <laughs> the police station, I'm sure. Um, actually, I think he went back to, he's from Austin, Texas. I think he just went back there and had nothing to do with acting. And the only yeah. thing he's done since then is the, the new Twin Peaks. Um, and I think that was the case for, for quite a few people, but also just having, uh, like the new people who came in to the third season, I think integrated really well. Um, like having, uh, oh God, Diane. Oh yeah. Uh, Laura Dern. Yes. Thank you. Jesus Christ. Um, I mean, just perfect. Right. Right. And also being somebody who he's worked with so much throughout his yeah. career and um, finding a place for her in this world that made yeah. so much sense yeah, yeah, and having yeah, it be a character yeah. that everybody had been talking about who had never yeah, really been introduced like, on screen. It's, yeah, it's like the lead role, isn't it, in a way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just like having that kind of cheap red wig and, <laughs> you know, um, just being, these, being like, an alcoholic. And, well, right. <laughs> right. Just like very iconic. Um, and throwing in, you know, Michael Sarah and weird uh, other people yeah, like that yeah. who are just like famous I liked, people. But I liked all that. Yeah. Totally. And it feels, again, like it's seamlessly integrated into everything. It doesn't feel like a stunt. Um, yeah. But yeah, I also was reading something saying that uh, I think David Bowie would have gotten a kick out of his character turning into like a teapot. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Yeah, very, very English. 
Yes. Yeah. So amazing. And apparently the way that they decided to cast him in Firewalk with me is that if they were writing and as they were writing as a joke, anytime they had a character who hadn't been cast, they would say, as played by David Bowie. Oh, <laughs> sound keeps getting out. Um, and they kept saying it over and over again. And then one day David Lynch was like, let's get David Bowie to do that. <laughs> and they, you wow, know, no way. That's so amazing. It's amazing how he always worked. Yeah, how he works with, you know, uh, uh, super famous pop stars you know like sting and um right. it was it was it was the guy in uh, mulholland drive uh, uh was it uh miley cyrus's dad was it oh yeah 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 billy ray cyrus That's and then right. uh, and then henry henry rollins has been in something and yeah yeah it's so funny and um marilyn manson was in something like yeah, Sky Sky Ferreira was in the new oh, yes. season. Yes. I mean, very briefly, like having some kind of I, 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 rash I, I like or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah the under the, the itch. But the, that was weird, wasn't it? Because um, uh, Audrey used to say about her palms itching as well, which is kind of weird. But, yeah. 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 But all, all those things. I mean, I think that shows how much people love this. Like, I remember Sky Ferreira talking about how excited she was to be a part of it because, like, her. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say first, but her only album, um, the yeah. title yeah, song such a great is record. like, such a great record. Yeah. and it's all, you know, the title song is all just like directly taken that the lyrics are taken directly from Twin Peaks. And, um, right. she, yeah, was saying that she's going to have this role and it's going to be really exciting. And then she's in it and it is like, I don't even think she spoke. It was just like scratching her disgusting rash and that's yeah. it. And <laughs> I'm sure she was you know, over the moon, <laughs> any, any, uh, involvement that anybody can have is, uh, is probably fantastic. I mean, I, I know, uh, a friend of a friend who played, uh, an FBI agent in it and he was like oh, wow. shitting himself with excitement. <laughs> wow. 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 Which one was it? Yeah. In, in, in the third series, there's a, like a ginger, uh, I think oh, he's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy. He's, yeah, yeah. I think he's yeah. Welsh. Um, wow. Wow. And, uh, yeah, I just, yeah, I can't imagine being in, involved in something <laughs> like that. Um, no, and- I know me, me, me too. I mean, I have some, I've interviewed, uh, David Lynch a couple of times, you know, um, wow. but, but like this, but like this, you know, on zoom, mm-hmm. uh, in front of an audience and, uh, and, and on one occasion, uh, he presented me an award, um, um, for my, um, contribution to world peace. That's which so I cool. graciously accepted. I graciously accepted um, because of the work that I do uh, for the David Lynch um, uh, Foundation. Uh, mm. So, so I, I kind of like, you know, obviously he's never going to ask me to act in one of his movies, uh, you know, because he, you know, he barely knows who I am. But um, you know, the idea of uh, working with him on uh, on coffee and and um, you know, donating money to the to the, to the foundation. Transcendental meditation and all that kind of stuff is, is a good way of, of uh, working with the heroes. Yeah, I, I was in a room with him once, and he had his back to me, and <laughs> I just stood frozen in fear and couldn't do anything. So it's about the same. <laughs> it's about the same. It's about yeah. the same. fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Great, Adam. Yeah, um, I think that is a lovely note on which to finish. <laughs> I think, this I has think been so, so much fun. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you so um, much, man. Yeah. Thank you for making time for me. But um, Fantastic. yeah, thank All you, right. Adam. Thank Take you. Care, All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, my God. I still can't actually believe that that happened. Thank you so much to Tim for making time for me. His book, The Listening Party, is out now, as is the Charlton's box set, A Head Full of Ideas.
Okay, quick spark from me. I just finished the second season of Lock and Key on Netflix, and I really liked it. It's based on a comic book by Joe Hill, who is Stephen King's son. And it's about three siblings who find themselves living in an old family home after the death of their father. And they start finding keys throughout the house that unlock magical powers. And <sighs> Jesus, there's no way to describe the plot without making it sound really dumb. But it's good. Um, it's perfect holiday viewing, too. So if you're looking for something to binge while you're hanging out with slash avoiding your family, this is a good option. Uh, and that's about it. Thank you so, so much for listening to the Spark Parade this year. Yeah, it feels really good to share these conversations with an audience because um, otherwise I'd be talking to myself. Anyway, uh, thanks. You're the best. Have a wonderful holiday break. I'll be back with lots of exciting stuff in the new year, some incredible interviews, lots more live shows. It's going to be great. But for now, look after yourself, get some rest, and until next time... Bye. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.